High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Just sleep. Isn't it great to, you know, wake up from a slumber party and breakfast is already being made for you? Did you wake up to that smell of, of, of pancakes? I hope so. Thank you for stopping by yesterday and enjoying part one of our discussion of 16 Candles and being the only people to acknowledge and celebrate the birthday of high school slumber party with me. Of course, I imagine... If you're listening right now, you did listen to yesterday's part one, and you're happy, again, to wake up at my house, because this is High School Slumber Party, special birthday bonus episode, and part two of our 16 Candles discussion. We'll get to that discussion later with Jenny O'Connell, but right now, enjoy yourself. You're in your PJs. There's no homework today. We're just having fun. We're just chilling. We're just enjoying this beautiful, beautiful spring day. And we're just going to eat some pancakes. Hmm. Who could that be? (laughs) I've been walking and smelling and... Is this pancakes? It's the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reintreid. You joined us for our slumber party. It's a Saturday oh. morning. Thank you for coming over. Oh, this is a slumber... Oh. <laughs> I just... I smelled breakfast foods and it, and my nose did not wrong me. <laughs> the, those, are, those are some pancakes. How much percentage, and maybe you were just this, maybe you haven't, but how much percentage is smell in taste because like i know it's a big deal right yeah it's like i i don't know the exact percentage i just always know that billy how you pronounce his name he's a, he's gonna be the new timon from parks and rec billy eichner oh yeah <laughs> just, i know exactly he, what he's about, just sorry. like i have no smell what kind of man is like you know like <laughs> taste is 90 percent of smell isn't it amazing that like how many seasons was he on parks and rec for two Two, maybe, right? Yeah, I just wanted, yeah, I think it's... And his character is essentially himself, but it was amazing. I love Billy on the Street. That's just like, I would love to come up with some kind of segment for foodie films that's like that. And since since foodie films does video, FYI. (laughs) I'll ask you this, call it Ryan Drew foodie films. And this is not a plug. This is just me talking with my friend. Whatever you've accomplished in your life, if you could trade that for just like a Billy Eichner role of just the Billy in the Street kind of character. Would you take? Would you trade it? Wait, what am I trading? Like Foodie Films podcast doesn't exist. It every episode gets deleted. And I get a Billy. 
Not his, like, true TV show. Okay. You get, like, a popular web show where you're just asking people questions. No, I love I love my foodie films too much. Nice. I've had too many... You'd rather met, not met make too, money. Met too many, met too many great people through foodie films so far, and, and, and we just keep on flipping them pancakes. <laughs> so... You bring up a good point, because we're eating our pancakes, we're having our breakfast. So did I miss the slumber party? Is this the breakfast post-slumber party? Yeah, we had our anniversary, no one remembered our anniversary. anniversary? Yeah, no one remembered our birthday. happy anniversary. Well, thank you. I thought you came over for the anniversary. No, I came over for the pancakes. (sighs) Like a typical Saturday morning. Yeah. Where's the cartoons? (laughs) I watch Animaniacs. I have to ask you, though. I have to ask you. Favorite breakfast foods? Uh, I'm from the North Jersey, so Taylor ham, egg, and cheese mm. on a hard roll, SPK, so. So, like. That T-H-E-C. Last meal. But for some reason, because of all your crimes that you have actually committed in real life. But for Oh, there's you- been so many thus <laughs> far, so this no, no, hypothetical no. is very real. No, 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 but in all seriousness, let's say you've committed a crime that you're on death row for. Yeah, and this is a similar I'm imagining this right now. You ask a lot of these questions on foodie films, so I felt like I'd turn the table. Okay. Wow. But you're getting executed yeah. at breakfast time. Yeah. What breakfast meal do you have? All right, so yeah. It could be brunchish, but... Well, oh, you know already, so sorry. No, no. I mean, well, I mean, there's going to be like a bunch of things. Definitely there's going to be a Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. Okay, okay. You have to finish everything that's on the plate? Yeah. Or someone in your family dies? Yeah, I can, so yeah you can't gonna, be like... I'm not going to make an overabundance. Okay, I was just, I was just clarifying. So I'm going to... Yeah, so I'm going to... I'm going to... Taylor ham, egg, and cheese on a hard roll, salt, pepper, ketchup. I want a mini... A good mini everything bagel, because again, I want to finish everything. So a good mini everything bagel with cream like, cheese butter. No, chives. Uh, well, cream cream cheese, locks, mm. uh, capers, tomato, red onion, um, some kind of Danish. I don't know, some kind of Danish. Maybe you're a, a fan of the Denmark people. So I like, yeah, Danes. you know, like you know, a good <laughs> sawbuck Danish. Uh, and I'm trying to think. Oh, my mom makes this really good French toast casserole, so that'd be nice to have something of hers. Before I get the chair, whatever the, the chair, the my firing squad. Who the knows? Firing squad. <laughs> what is this? Pass of glory. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to think. There's oh, no uh, eggs. Uh, I'm surprised. That's on the tail here, making cheese. No, but no, like you know, processor prepared egg. No, fr- I want a fried egg. Like a like just with like a look not over easy over medium so there's like a little bit like of yolk but I want to like I want my beard to be not yolky when I die because <laughs> so, um, for some reason I can't wash. Can you poach an egg? Yeah. See, I've never poached an egg myself, but I'm a big fan of eggs Benedict. Yeah, poaching, but that's one. Of, that's the second hardest part. The hardest part is the hollandaise. But I found a really good. But I found a really good recipe that you can actually just do a, a decent hollandaise in a blender. You just have to like. It's just about like dropping the butter at the right time and the lemon juice, and you just got it because it's got to be warm, and you got to like do it at the right like frappe style, and then you got to be ready to put it on the eggs and have it right away. Otherwise, it'll like congeal. Um, hmm. But I do love eggs, Benny. But I mean, I don't know. 
I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to disturb you this much with this question. No, breakfast, I mean, I mean, what is, I mean, I don't mean to keep quoting Parks and Rec, but what, I mean, you know, Ron Swanson, breakfast foods, you know, you can't, you can't go wrong. Like, Pancakes or waffles? Or French your head. toast. No, French toast is out of this argument. It's out of this argument? No, um, I said, like, you can get pancakes or you can get waffles. I love French toast. I love pancakes. I love waffles. But I'm asking you, French toast aside, I just want two options. Pancakes. Pancakes? I yeah. would agree with you. You do agree with me. You're yeah, saying, I'm a pancake oh, guy. Oh, remember the pancakes we got not far from your place The that I had? I got, and I'm sorry, not you, you got, but when I helped you move in and I got tw- two meals. Oh, Brazilian, Brazilian style. Brazilian style with the b- bananas and stuff, right? <laughs> That's how I know you're like the foodie films guy because yeah, I was, was moving cr- into my apartment and, and yeah. guys, if you've ever moved in somewhere, it's a tough chore. It's not easy. We were moving a lot of stuff in and I was like, oh, the let's go out to eat. Heavy ass pull out couch of yours. And I remember this. We were like, let's get something to eat. And we pulled up to an Applebee's. And then the lady at Applebee's said we're closed yeah and you said i'm calling bullshit yeah on um, yeah on uh, the fucking neighborhood and the, the fucking yeah. school bus pulls up and they turn the lights back on for the football team i guess you gotta like play for like a middle school football team or whatever or yeah maybe it was high school i don't know but i hope it was high school high school slumber party yeah. but yeah so we so then we went to just like a diner in the area it was a good diner though. it was a great diner i love that diner yeah but I remember you were like, I can't choose between two meals. I don't remember the other one, though. So the pancakes stuck out. <laughs> and you're like, hmm, I'll just get both. Yeah. And to like, even like the waiter or waitress like questioned me. I was like, because both? it wasn't two like small meals. It was no, two, it was like, two plates of food. Platter sized plates of food. Yeah. I also don't remember the other meal. But clearly the pancakes were the highlight. Because it was like Brazilian pancakes. Yeah. The, uh, mm. that's the whole thing. Like, I don't know, waffles, like, I mean, I've had good waffles and everything like that, but I feel like waffles are almost become, like, more about, like, what you put on top of it. Like, I would like some fresh That's fruit. the thing, waffles are, and I don't mind that, because bread is like that, too. Cones yeah. are like that. But there's certain foods that more, and you would know more than me, but there's certain foods that more catch other foods as sauces, if that makes sense. Yeah, and so, point being, like, if you get really, like, I, it's, if I knew, like, someone wasn't that good at making something i'd be like make me waffles versus pancakes but if i know i can get the best of either of those i'm i 100 much more prefer the pancakes what's your ideal pancake i'll ask you that because you know you can get them crispy you can get them soft you can no, get them small I, you can get them big you can only have one i pancake. like a, I like a solid I'll, I'll say in diameter probably like six seven inches a you know like a like a little a little thicker <laughs> we're uh, talking about pancakes or we're talking about Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so six, seven inches, a little thicker. Yeah. Um, if there's, I mean, if there's like a little lemon zest in there, I'm not going to complain. Uh, <laughs> but do you like it like a soft, fluffy pancake, or do you like a, like a crispy? No, I like a soft, fluffy. Okay. But that, but you got to be careful, because then sometimes it'll be like, I don't know, like soggy. I don't know how, like the batter. No, because the too, batter won't be like too soft cooked or too soggy. soft. No. Yeah. Soft might even be harder than crispy. That's what she said. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I love how that's what she said. We were talking about like six and seven inches. Seven inches. Like <laughs> an inch thick. And that's okay. But once we get to crispy, that's what she said. Whatever. Yeah. Um, no, because like my grandmother, bless her soul, used to make like pancakes that were arguably too oily. Ooh. But, you know, nostalgia, I really like them. Okay. So now a fluffy pancake I like, 
Yeah. But I don't have the nostalgia factor. Yeah. And they're different, you know, different parts of the country make different consistency to pancake, which is amazing. Sure. I don't like too fluffy. Because it feels like I'm eating air. And, yeah. And for that, like you said, it's more about the syrup and the toppings. Yeah, I mean, like, well, fluffy, but also, like, there needs to be, like, a density to it. Like, just like a good old plate of flapjacks. Now, this is a good question. Would you rather have two very large-sized pancakes or, like, a ten-stack of, like, silver-dollar pancakes? That would be too... I don't like... That That would look like too much, even if it, like... But, you know, some people like that. Yeah. Um. No, I just, like, to me, like, ideal is, like, depending on, again, like, the diameter, two or, like, three at the most... Um, I, there's so many times I have cravings for chocolate chip pancakes and I get them and I'm like, that's way too much. Like that with the chocolate chips. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent. Cause agree. I also like putting syrup on it. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like even that, like that's like sugary sensory overload. And also <laughs> I've recently, I've joined Weight Watchers. I don't know if I've made this. One of the sponsors of your show. Yes. <laughs> and Oprah. I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yes, but, so I don't know if that announcement's even been made on Foodie Films yet, so that's an exclusive, you're welcome. Um, but nonetheless, that would just be way too much, like, so, yeah, pancakes every day, all day. If we get into a pancake-French toast debate, like, I don't know, that gets tough, because there's some, like, really, because even then, French toast, like, I I think each of them, in artisanal sense, and, like, uh, like, like, the amount of ingredients you can start putting in gets crazier from waffles to pancakes to French toast. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes so yeah. sometimes it's more of a canvas yes. for the ingredients, as we're discussing. And sometimes there's more ads thanks to the breakfast. But I'll ask you this. This is High School Slumber Party. As yes, you know. it is. It's our birthday special that Happy you, you didn't even know about. No, I didn't. <laughs> thanks for the pancakes. We, and not just me, because I wasn't really a proponent of this, but I know other people more had this debate with you actually in high school. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're I was a, kid. a master debater. Very much so. Yeah. Powder room. I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> <It's> anyway. <laughs> no, but you wake up. It's a Wednesday morning. You're in high school. Uh huh. Brush your teeth before breakfast or after? Because this was always something you were adamant about. I um. I I I rarely I rarely eat breakfast. Okay, but this is high school. Mama makes you pancakes. Mama makes you waffles. Uh, after? Because I thought. Wait, you're like this is something you're quoting me? Yes, because in high school you were very much a proponent of after. And then I remember you debating people like our mutual friend Dan Ferrara, who is on. I don't remember that. I guess my was my is my was my argument toothpaste and orange juice. Yes, stuff like that. Like you eat. You have that in you, yeah. And then you brush and you go. Oh, he's saying he wants to like keep the flavor in there. No, mo- I feel like most people wake up, brush their teeth, then eat breakfast. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't want. But taste- you were you said you were different because you said you would eat breakfast then brush your teeth, and that yeah. makes a lot of sense. It does because you're then not only are you cleaning like you know what's been going on in your mouth from the night before, but breakfast too. I get you might want to like I don't know, and then still you can still have a cup of coffee afterwards, but. 
I don't know. Yeah, it just didn't make sense to me. I, I guess I think the biggest thing with me is I don't want a minty flavor before I'm having whatever. Like I'm not having anything the OJ. minty for breakfast. Yeah, especially the OJ. <laughs> and fucking drinking OJ. Ugh. I want to thank you for being such a frequent guest on High School Slumber Party. You know, you most recently you were on Rushmore, but you've yeah. been on plenty of episodes. You once rated Encino Man. A five out of five stars. So to you, and I'm gonna stand by that. I know at one point I started. I'm just gonna stand by that because actually I watched Son in Law again recently. And while like I like I think I said like I thought that that might be like his best made movie. And see now, man, it's just like Paulie Shore. It's just like we've got the five major food groups. And but yeah, no, thanks for always having me. I mean, we're 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 in the shit together. <laughs> uh, That'll make sense, guys, if you listen to the Rushmore. If you listen to Rushmore, we did not serve in Vietnam together. No, um, I was. I mean, maybe, maybe in a past wasn't. life. Maybe in a past life. We just covered uh, a foodie scene from a Vietnam movie from Apocalypse Now. Fucking mangoes, man. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like that's yeah. not even like probably my top ten. Actually, we talked scenes. two scenes. The uh, latest episode with uh, Nick uh, Solores, uh, writer, TV host, deviant, uh, meat connoisseur, and but yeah, what two of his favorite food scenes are from Apocalypse Now with the roast beef and prawns, which is just a great dichotomy of like. Ameri- is that when he's American like I'm a sus- the- I was a saucier. That's no he he oh he, saucier is the mangoes they're going out oh okay. and they're going oh, for mangoes okay, yeah. to make a sauce and they're supposed to like, go to was, France saucier, but yeah ro- the roast beef and prawns is when um, I'm totally forgetting his name but Mart- Martin Sheen's character uh, is getting the assignment young Harrison Ford's in the scene and like his cap oh yeah and his captain's like roast beef you know is like usually pretty good and we got the sh- whether he says prawn or shrimp but point being they're the headed shrimp so it's very foreign so it's just like roast beef American shrimp foreign just like great <laughs> metaphor for you know now we have a pretty good following in Australia on high school slumber party yeah down under and I laugh because in America we always say shrimp on the barbie yeah but shrimp isn't even a word in Australia oh they just call them prawns isn't isn't there? That was a commercial made for Americans. Yeah, well, I always thought Subaru was a Australian <laughs> car company. You know what? I have to say, most of what we know about Australia comes from Paul Hogan. And Thank you, Paul Hogan. So you look like you're having fun. You look like you're eyeing all my pancake breakfasts. Are you going to stick around I'm, for the episode? Well, I'm I'm looking at this lovely spread you have, and I'm like, what's happening, hot stuff? <laughs> to, the, to the steaming pancakes. But I have to, I have to, unfortunately, not even eat and run. I'm going to make a little doggy bag for myself. I got some foodie film stuff I got to attend to, but nonetheless, I, I enjoy part two of Sixteen Candles. Molly Ringwald, that lovely ginger that she is. You're not uh, a big fan of the gingers. Are you? I know. I, I, I like them uh, occasionally. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I wish you could stick around, but I totally understand. It's breakfast time. You probably have a brunch reservation somewhere. Yes. there's. I have many uh, brunch dates. So <laughs> I'm going to pull a classic, uh, you know, three's a company, you know, kind of move John, Rid- John Ritter jumping around from party to party <laughs> breakfast brunch date to brunch date something weird about Three's Company and I love Three's Company though the fucking plot is the same every time yeah but that's okay it's great television there was a misunderstanding <laughs> <laughs> regardless though you should cover some Three's Company I know you won't but theoretically if you did a TV version 
Because he's a chef in the show. Yeah, that's a good point. So <laughs> maybe a season or something like that we'll have to... But it's super seasoning funny. of a season. Because a lot of episodes end with like him theoretically attacking his roommates. <laughs> he's like playing around attacking, but he like jumps yeah. on them on like the couch. Jumps, yeah, flips, like flips women over that aren't wearing any bras. It's horrible. You seem like a Suzanne Summers guy. 100%. I, I was more Joyce DeWitt, but... No, Suzanne Summers, even uh, step, step by step. step. Oh my God, what a milf! Oh my God, can I say that? Ah, we talked American Pie, milf, milf, milf. Well, thank you so much, Kyle, for even stopping by and eating my pancakes. <laughs> Any time. Need some syrup. Wow, that was a fun, pleasant surprise. You know what that is? That's just two friends talking. And of course, you can check out Kyle on Foodie Films. And also the podcast we share together, P.S. I Love Hoffman. Both of those are found on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, wherever. You know, you're listening to this one, so you know how to get podcasts. Hello? Are you there? Did you fall asleep? God, I know we rambled on about pancakes and such, but... It's a Saturday morning. This is supposed to be the most fun time of your week. And you're here at the high school slumber party. And I thank you for that. And I want to really say from the bottom of my heart how important you slumberers are to me. You know, this is a year doing this. Sometimes it's not the easiest, believe it or not. I mean, the talking about films and the watching films, trust me, I do that all the time. But I got a life to live, just like you have a life to live. And... Sometimes it's hard to squeeze squeeze all the things in the week. You know how it gets. Things get hectic. But I never, ever think I'm going to stop doing this or I want to stop doing this or, or it's not worth it. I don't care if one of you guys are listening or a million. I don't know if that will ever happen. But, <laughs> but, you know, a larger amount than one. As long as somebody's listening, it gives a little bit more uh, meaning in my life, as sad as that is. Maybe no one's listening at all. I don't know. But I really, really, really appreciate you taking out the little time in your day, or week, or even month if you're binging, you know, I guess what, like an hour or two hours a week, just just to hear me ramble with my friends about something I love, high school films. I don't have the words to express how much I appreciate you guys, really. I'm trying, but I'm probably doing a really shitty job at it. Anyway, thanks for coming by. We're going to talk about 16 Candles, but I just, you know, I'm just so thankful. And another, like, you know, thing I'm really thankful for are the guests who come on High School Slumber Party. Some of them I've just met for the first time. Some of them are really close friends, like Kyle, and like today's guest, Jenny O'Connell. And we continue our discussion here on 16 Candles. Hope you guys enjoy it. It's a great film, but it's a polarizing one. And today it's a little bit strange. But if you disagree about anything we're saying, please share it with me. Email highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I want to hear your opinion, guys. It's super, super important. So without further ado, you already have your jammies on. And remember to thank your mother for letting you sleep over Brian's. Especially because in the United States, it is Mother's Day. So don't forget to thank your mother. 
Like, I can't say enough about my mother's own role in getting me into high school films. She's the one who told me to watch Sixteen Candles, so happy Mother's Day. Anywho, let's get to the podcast, the, you know, the official part of the podcast. I'll take it away with, hmm, oh, duh, David Bowie, Young Americans, in this film, which I always forget, by the way. I usually say class dismissed, but let's just hear Jenny and me talk about Sixteen Candles. scene I was going to talk about though was the bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, ride the bus to school? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was not not fun. I mean, I didn't really... So was that accurate? Because I never rode the bus. The bus I actually lived... I would say it was pretty accurate, but I also... (laughs) I had, I guess, an advantage that Molly Ringwald didn't of, like, apparently I was pretty intimidating for... I have no idea why I just wore a lot of black. So I'm like, well, I guess that did it. That did the trick where like I wasn't getting like blatantly harassed in the same way that she was. And like with the invention of iPods, like that was a game changer. That was like, yes, I can listen to music. Like before I had an iPod, I would have my my Walkman. So I did the music. I basically was kind of like a a pre-New Yorker of like, you know, just on the subway being like, do not talk to me. I have music. But like, yeah, it's real terrible. Like once your friend leaves and you're like, oh no, I am trapped on this, this hell. (laughs) And we have to stop by people's houses. That bus scene, that is flashback city. I will say, though, for, like, just the the musical intro to Anthony Michael Hall was really interesting, where I was just like, oh, shit. I guess my thesis with his character can be boiled down to that, like, besides the fact he's a 
fucking terrible person. It's like they do these things where they kind of try to play it off and like use Anthony Michael Hall's like natural, like dweeby cute thing, like as being like, oh, look at this little scamp, you know, isn't he pathetic? He can't even hit on Molly Ringwald well. And I'm like, he's clearly disrespecting her boundaries multiple times, like lots of just like unnecessary touching. And like, she clearly said no, bro. So like what the fucking fuck i mean she lost me on the the usage of the f word which you know i mean the movie lost me on that and i get it different time where it was like oh but this is still icky yeah so i would say that it is accurate and like you know the entitlement he has is very cringy and it is a little like unsettling that that gets played for comedy i would say if like anyone's interested in a better like more in-depth look on that subject alone there's a really good youtube channel pop culture detective that does a whole video on like geeky masculinity it's great i don't want to like plagiarize all their shit (laughs) but check them out am i allowed to do that on a podcast Uh (laughs) i pictured him farmer ted anthony michael hall whatever his name is in this i I pictured him as like growing up to be like one of those Silicon Valley guys who are really bad. You know, oh, like I could definitely Silicon see Valley that. Bros. Yeah, I'd say like Silicon Valley bro. Um, I'm not sure who would be the the future Brett Kavanaugh, to be honest. Like him or Jake Ryan. <laughs> I feel like they both would be accurate. And like I probably just kill like shrank a lot of boners for jake ryan by putting him with brett kavanaugh but like (laughs) the comparison is there and i can link it Going. You know, things, life, whatnot. Life is not whatnot, and it's none of your business. So, you going to New Faces Dance tonight, or? It's also none of your business. Are you inhibited about dancing in public? I mean, you don't have to dance. I mean, you can just stand there and me and my dudes and just be you. And Sounds major. So, I mean, what's the story? I mean, you got a guy or? Yes, three big ones and they less went blood. So quit bugging me or I'll stick them all over your weenie ass. You know, I'm getting input here that I'm reading is relatively hostile. I mean, it's just... Go to hell. Very hostile. Come on, what's the problem here? I'm a boy. You're a girl. Is there anything wrong with me trying to put together some kind of relationship between us? Okay, okay. I know you have to go. Just answer me one question. Yes, you're a total fag. (laughs) I mean, there was also something that, like, I'm sure we can address in little moments, too, but, like, Joan Cusack's, like, neck brace, like, I felt like her juxtaposition was really interesting, and maybe I was, like, 
reading into it too much. Again, like the whole thing with this film is like Molly Ringwald feels like, or sorry, I should not say Molly Ringwald because I don't know how she felt during that. I I will go and use her character's name from now on when talking about the plot. Sorry <laughs> about that. But like Sam feels like she's invisible and unattractive because she doesn't have this like specific body and like isn't dating anyone so it's like her feelings are very valid with that but like when you step back and you look at the movie you're like she's really pretty and like she's really like she's got like a good sense of fashion like you know she seems like a lovely person you know like so there's this weird I don't know like juxtaposition like, with the, the neck brace girl that, like, Anthony Michael Hall, like, immediately, like, kind of just does not go to, like, harassing neck brace girl. Where I'm like, oh, man, there's, like, this weird sort of able body juxtaposition that it's like, oh, if you're pretty, you should be getting harassed because it means you're pretty and people do want to yeah, date but you. Yeah. But if you're, you know, like, neck brace freak, you know, again, this might be way too much of me reading into it because like I know I I didn't have a neck brace but I did have knee surgery in high school so I was very self-conscious whenever I had to have like crutches like my first day of school I I had crutches like to go into school and I was oh, like oh, oh damn like everyone's gonna judge me for that because I guess thinking with like the John Hughes National Lampoon kind of viewpoint it's like the the hot ladies are worthy of our attention and gaze but like the the people who aren't able-bodied or like conventionally attractive like they don't really merit the same sort of like introspection humanity or like exist to be the butt of the joke about being like haha like you know she has a neck brace that's funny yeah, he has one later yeah I don't know if you notice that I did the the, the braces, like... yeah, yeah. No, I noticed the headgear, which is like slightly different. I mean, still like kind of a similar ish thing when it comes oh, okay. to like. Oh, yeah, gotcha. An orthodontist headgear is very different than a neck brace, as far as like medical issues go. So I'm like, ah. Huh. So yeah, her character made me very uncomfortable where I'm like why like what is her purpose she's just there to be laughed at and like sort of you know used as a foil to be like oh here's beautiful able-bodied you know like Sam and then being like oh here's you know this freak right here and I'm like cute except not at all (laughs) so you know moving along there's I guess we get our long duck dong introduction where she's like He's like, what's happening? Hot stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, and the gong. <laughs> and then all, all and... the grandparents are there, which does suck. It does. I mean, <laughs> just why Why did the grandparents get a foreign exchange student? I know that they were like, oh, he mows the lawn and does all our chores. I'm like, you're not making this better. <laughs> like, <laughs> this doesn't answer all of my questions as to why. I think it's more weird that they make him call them grandma and grandpa. Well, that adds layers to it, where I'm like, (laughs) it's very uncomfortable. Because they also say, like, Chinaman a lot, but he's, like, he's not a Chinese actor, so I'm like... I think he's supposed to be Korean, and he's played by a Japanese actor. Yeah, it's it's a lot of 
a lot of mess to untangle with that because I'm just like, whew, like you couldn't even just match it up slightly. It's you you had to just go all over, all over Asia. I I just, oh God, I, I feel like that just like broke my brain, honestly, like that part of the movie where I was like, oh, we just like shut it down. I would have, I would have just been like, shut it down. shut down production like that dinner scene too like holy shit that was uncomfortable where they're just all at dinner and like talking about quiche and making fun of his like difficulty with the english language and like yeah like the way it was shot too like it does seem like like if you know there's Someone who wants to, like an Asian writer who wants to team up with Jordan Peele and make like a get out too, but with Asian people, that's a terrible idea. But like, it was kind of like a horror movie perspective. I don't know. She gets out of the dinner, the awkward dinner, by saying, you know, she has to go to the dance. And they're like, why don't you take Long Duck Dong? He can drive the car. Mm, yeah. And I mean, the dance is one of the more pivotal scenes of the entire film. We get our uh, Spandau Ballet yep. song, which is which is big in this film. Again, what an awesome soundtrack! I really like this soundtrack. It's like oh yeah, the soundtrack's 80s, great. But it's very I mean, good soundtrack. I wrote like about this scene just starting off, and I didn't even know like how much it would descend. But I was like, she really just needs Queer Eye to fix her life for like child services to be like not today, <laughs> <laughs> and take her out of there, and take Long Duck Dong out of there, and be like, why are these like elderly folks? you know abusing you because holy shit (laughs) like concern but yeah the dance had a lot of interesting yeah a lot a lot of elements yeah (laughs) again is celebrating her birthday which sucks like people have still not remembered her birthday at this point i mean her friend knows because she she told her yeah and like her friend is being kind of like a dick about it in like a very 16 year old way where it's like oh just get over it like it's fine and it's like dude no (laughs) she clearly feels like hurt let her you know feel her feelings damn be a good friend and support her like instead of leaving her alone to like you know have anthony michael hall just be the worst and like invade our space he has no concept of boundaries like that's just like Jesus, like, why? <laughs> Ted's at the dance and he sees her and he's like bragging to his friends first. And he, he goes up to her on the bleachers, right, with her friend and that guy. And he's super, super, super creepy. But I was uh, honestly like, I was laughing a little bit about the way her friends were treating him because mm. I think, I think he kind of deserved it. You know? Oh, he absolutely did. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's the it's, worst. It's funny. It's sad. It's sad, but it's funny. I mean, I think it's funny um, in that it's accurate because, like, he just lacks so much self-awareness and, like, is just going right in there and you're like, oh, God, like, that is that is something I have experienced. And then also, conversely, from, like, her perspective, it's like, I think that like when you're you're 16 and you haven't really like dated or had relationships it's very easy to put someone on a pedestal so it's like I could see why she was disappointed if it's like you're expecting to dance with like hottie Jake Ryan and all you're getting is like Anthony Michael Hall like grinding up on you and like invading your space like I would cry too like it was interesting like to see that like 
vulnerability and like juxtaposition of like that very real experience with like Anthony Michael Hall shenanigans where I'm like, wow, I have no sympathy for you, sir. <laughs> like he's really trying to be somebody he's not. You know? Yeah. It seems like he's playing a character. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. No, I, I know. He, I know Anthony Michael Hall is, but he's like right. No, <laughs> but like the character Farmer Ted or the geek or like whatever he gets yeah. called. Like he doesn't even have a definitive identity. So it's like yeah. There are some nuggets of good ideas or good critiques. If John Hughes really wanted to, like, critique, like, um, fragile masculinity in the way that, like, men are expected to behave certain ways, like, he really could have done that. But I think the problem with Anthony Michael Hall's character is that they don't really frame him as, like, a threat or something that needs to be fixed. He's more just kind of, like, a nuisance but that's also like, haha, he's so wacky and funny and actually harmless, where it's like, he has a lot of actions that contribute a lot of harm that aren't necessarily seen on screen, but it's like the consequences of his actions and of the real world, like, Farmer Ted's are very real. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's definitely a, a fair, fair sentiment. I think that's also echoed in the auto shop scene that follows yeah. right after. You say it's your birthday. It's my birthday too. Don't do that, okay? Hey, June. Just stop it, okay? I mean, it's really been a shitty birthday for me. No offense, but I don't need a serenade right now. What's wrong? You didn't get anything good? Or? I didn't get shit. Not even a happy birthday. My whole family just sort of blew it off. I'd freak if my family forgot my birthday. It's a brand new year. I'm 16. Everything should be platinum. I should be happy, right? Right? Yeah. Well, I can't get happy. It is physically impossible for me to get happy. Would you feel better if you knew one of my secrets, sir? Don't gross me out. No, we're not talking gross here. No, it's just, it's just embarrassing. This information cannot leave this room, okay? It would devastate my reputation as a dude. No problem. <clears throat> I've never bagged a babe. I'm not a stud. <laughs> I got the rep in sixth grade, and it like, I mean, it stuck with me. I'm still on hold. <laughs> Look, I appreciate you not laughing at me, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not what I meant. I meant... Just now, I really felt how much you like me. I'm probably zoning in on my brainwaves or something. 
Well, not really. I felt it on my leg. Come on, I don't want to see it. Oh. Sorry if I embarrassed you. I'm not embarrassed. Fresh breaths, priority in my life. Because Ooh, they boy, that have, scene. Oh, they actually have a really nice, like, heart-to-heart -heart talk. And then he's, like, he freaking is gross with her. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. Like, it was... That scene was, like, a little flames on the side of my face. Because, like, I appreciated the heart-to-heart. The -heart, but then by doing that and immediately going to, like, him trying to, like, straddle her. And, like, making a boner joke. And then, like, she apologizes to him. Which is something that stuck out to me. Me, where she's like, like sorry if I embarrassed you I was like ooh no like that just really undercut a lot of the goodwill that like it initially established I mean in some ways like yeah you could probably argue that like she like would give him her underwear because you know she's an emotionally caring person and he's been like kind of manipulating her with like his whole like oh like I'm so pathetic thing. Like, like I'm not judging her for doing that, but I'm more just kind of like, you know, what, what is this? Like, what's the message you're trying to say with this? Like, how is it funny? You know, like, what is the actual point of this? Because to me, like, I don't think movies need to teach moral lessons, but when it's like, you know, something about like a high school girl's experience. I'm like, well, why, why are we doing this scene? Like, what's, <laughs> what the fuck is this? You know, because <laughs> that underwear scene was just like so cringy and straight people are terrible is my other note for that. To recap, I mean, he says he's going to like get with her or whatever. And the guys want proof, which is uh, another thing. Yeah, that's like and a they're, whole, they're like, whole underwear, thesis. Ladies underwear. And, you know, then he kind of tells her and she, as a nice gesture, gives it to him. And then he ends up charging, like, the nerds of the school to go into the bathroom and see it. Which, frankly, I don't really understand the appeal. Because, like, uh, yeah. you can go into, like, a store and see ladies' underwear. Right. Know, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, I I don't get it. And like, there was something too that was just like, um, like a really, like really like quick moment that stuck out to me, like in that general montage. But like when Sam goes to flirt with Jake, that like, they just kind of stare at each other. And then she like goes away. And like, that's super accurate where I'm like, oh my God, that is high school flirting where you just kind of like stare at someone you think is pretty. And you're like, uh, and then run away. But like, there was a dude who like picks up a woman when like Jake's girlfriend is like, oh, let's go to this party. Like, he like picks up a woman and carries her off screen. And I was like, whoa, there. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like this like extra dude. It was such like a blip moment. I mean, that seems to be like a weird motif coming up. Spoiler alerts in this film. Like, there are just so many like tiny little things that like I'll try to pull back a little bit, but like. <laughs> There's a lot in this film. This is like a film that you could write so many a thesis paper about. Like, I'm surprised <laughs> so that many like, been, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, Judith Butler could write a really interesting piece of masculinity from this whole thing. So <laughs> now uh, a couple like things I wanted to mention too. This is of course, you know, I don't want to say the first meet, but Jake Ryan and farmer Ted kind of 
bump into each other and Jake, like Jake Ryan, I don't think he's very bright of a guy because no. he, he, he got a note that clearly said that she was into him. Yeah. I'm not saying like you 100% go off that. And then he like sees them talking and he's like, oh, maybe that's her boyfriend, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he really, I mean, beyond the fact that like he looks like he's 30, which doesn't really help him in this case of high school of like everyone else looks like the accurate range. So I'm like, what did he do to get held back for so long you know is this like a a drew barrymore uh 51st date situation <laughs> that everyone just has to lie to him and tell him he's 16 because of a terrible skiing accident like you know i don't know but yeah he really really doesn't seem that smart and he's got his his looks going for him i guess but beauty fades so <laughs> <laughs> oh the other thing i was gonna mention is that long duck dong gets a, a lady friend i suppose oh yeah yeah that was interesting because like again like i don't trust the intentions behind the setup of this joke where i'm just like okay like she's this tall like sports lady and like you know he's like basically pressed into her boob and i'm like cool so like you know, I think, like, personally, I think the whole, like, height standard shit that, like, men are subjected to is pretty stupid, where I'm just like, okay. But yeah, that that was, like, uncomfortable. But also with the middle name, too, because middle names aren't common in China. So I'm like, what is this? <laughs> when she's, like, asking his name, and she's just kind of like, huh. Because I feel like that would be my reaction, too, if, like, a... I met a an Asian person and they're like, my name's Long Duck Dong. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> did did you choose that name? Like, what? <laughs> I always thought when I watched this that she was a teacher. Yeah. Because well, she didn't really look like a student. And I know a lot of people don't. And then I was like, wow, that's weird. But yeah. upon further research, she's just supposed to be like the jock girl. Right. Which like, <laughs> you know, I mean, again, if it was like a, a better like a more nuanced director like i would be all for this like jock lady like asian dude pairing be like yes get it girl you know but with this i was just like what is this mr hughes like what are you doing and and, you know today it distracts from like the main heart of the story like a lot of things do I, i think our next big scene probably is the party yeah what does sam do she just goes home yeah she just goes home which like honestly i appreciate that accuracy because like you know i feel like that was an emotionally true response for like the character that they set up and like as someone who didn't necessarily relate to sam at the time but like looking at this now i could see like oh yeah I definitely did that in high school. If I, like, you know, went to a dance and was disappointed, I, like, went straight home and was just like, nope, done. <laughs> did not go to the cool kids party. So, like, I appreciate that she just, like, took that self-care. Where I was like, cool. But that party, though, was... That was a mess. Yeah, you're right, though. She does go home, and that's when the dad has, like, the sweet dad speech. Except for the fact that he thinks she's talking about, like... The sisters. What's the matter? I meant Jake. Jake? Wait a minute, I thought she said his name was Rudy. 
Forget it. Forget what? Who's Jake? He's a boy, Daddy. It's nothing. Okay? Just forget it, please. Come on, Sam. We're not communicating. It's extremely embarrassing, okay? What's embarrassing? Sitting in the dark with your dad, telling him about your love life. I'm afraid you lost me again, Sam. Jake is a senior, and he's beautiful and perfect. I like him a real lot, and he doesn't like me, okay? Oh. And he's got this incredible girlfriend. I'm just this ridiculous dork that's following around like a puppy. Why do you think you're a dork? I don't think you're a dork. I don't think Mom thinks you're a dork. Mike thinks I'm a dork. Mike is a dork. Well, so am I. Well, if it's any consolation, I love you. And if this guy can't see in you all the beautiful and wonderful things that I see, then he's got the problem. I know. It just hurts. That's why they call them crushes. If they were easy, they call them something else. Yeah, if I were Jenny, I'd have this guy crawling on his knees. Well, let me tell you something about Jenny. I love her as much as I love you, but she's a different person. Sometimes I worry about her. You know, when you're given things kind of easily, you don't always appreciate them. With you, I'm not worried. When it happens to you, Samantha, it'll be forever. Well, I don't think I'll be able to sleep if I don't feel this little talk has helped you. So would you be a sport and lie to me? <laughs> yeah, sure, Daddy. Good night. Oh, one more thing, sweetheart. What? When you do find the right guy, don't let him boss you around. Make sure he knows you wear the pants in the family. Yeah, I mean, the sister is a... She's a mess, too. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm just like, oh man. But she's she's also like not the high like she's not in the hierarchy of like top five to ten messes. Like she's just no. a mess. Where she, I'm like, she's, okay. just, she's just like a very selfish person. We see at some point that like the parents go to dinner with oh, her. Oh yeah. Um, with yeah. her. Well, first of all, her fiance is terrible, but I think we're supposed to think he's terrible. But okay, mm. so here's something I don't understand. I, I forgot their last name. Uh, like something like. Baker. Oh, or, no, no, no. no, no oh. the, the rice check. They're yeah. the rice checks. But they really play them off as like they play the Godfather theme and they imply that they're in the mafia and like they're they're Italian. Yeah. But their last name is rice check, and I'm like, oh John Hughes, did you not want to offend the Italians? You'll offend Apparently everybody else. Not, <laughs> which is confusing. Because <laughs> like I, that's the oh god that's such a choice. <laughs> I, was like, I was like that's interesting, but I mean I gotta talk quickly before we get to the party about like the dad speech. It, like he does apologize and it is like a sweet moment and he does say some very nice things, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just typical nice dad things. I mean, I, I, when I say typical, I'm not like my dad said those things. Right. I should say like <laughs> movie dad things. Oh yeah, yeah. He he did have a good movie dad speech, you know, and like the the crush line. I'm like, yep, that's like very movie dad. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I thought it was a good line, and I remember, you know, almost 
being envious. Like, I wish I got a speech like that one day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. But like, the crazy party is, like, Jake Ryan is clearly also rich, and mm. <laughs> and they the popular kids throw a party at his house. They get really drunk. What's her name? Caroline? Is it Caroline? Or Caroline? I think it's Carolyn. I don't Caroline. know. Yeah. yeah. Jake and Carolyn get into a little fight. Because Jake's been yeah. like, repeatedly calling Molly Ringwald. Oh, right. Sam's, or Sam. I know. <laughs> Sam, yeah, Sam's house. And before she got home, she's not home. The grandparents answer. This kind of funny moment there. But then Carolyn gets her, her hair stuck in the door. Yeah, oh god. Just another case file, or piece of evidence to add to the case file that Jake Ryan is an idiot, (laughs) and just, like, does not deserve your, like, your fictional crushes. Is like, his girlfriend is, like, perfectly lovely, like, just being like, okay, you just really want to bang a 16-year-old because you found a note that said that she wants to do you. So, like, don't pretend that you're like... Oh my god, like, I just want someone who's gonna love me. I'm like, you little bitch. Like, you just found a hot redhead who wants to have sex with you, and she's 16. And like, you know, I mean, it would be a different different movie if like he just admitted that because it's not like they've had a conversation or like no, and that's the thing and right? that's like, the thing and he's like projecting I, a lot of things on her that yeah. honestly she happens to seem like she's a nice person so right. he happens to be right but he doesn't necessarily know that oh yeah um, where I, he I, like i get you know like like maybe their relationship was like on the rocks like before sam's in the picture but also like his reasoning for being like oh i'm just not interested in my hot blonde girlfriend anymore because she likes to party and is selfish i'm like you like to party and you're selfish (laughs) and like later i think he says something stupid like you know being like oh you know she trashed my house i'm like oh she did just her (laughs) (laughs) like and all she wanted to do like again very like emo- like emotionally healthy response on her side was like she noticed he was acting weird all she wanted to do was talk to him like was she in the best like sober mind too no but like you know you couldn't have had like a night nice, like a a conversation of being like hey i'm not feeling it anymore so sorry like you know instead of just being absolute fuckboy trapping her hair in your door and like that just like oh man but i have to say like as shitty as that is it kind of did remind me of a lot of high school relationships i saw where like a guy and a girl would right get together and they would act like they were going to be together forever yeah and then almost they shouldn't be with each other because they clearly don't really like each other even though they're like oh i love you everything blah blah blah," you know but they're monsters especially i'm saying in this yeah jake is to her and it's like you know just fast forwarding a little they kind of have that conversation later when they break up like you know this doesn't have to be forever and that's so true i wish they came to that conclusion (laughs) earlier but i do too yeah but yeah no that's that's a good that's a good point and of course there's that they have to cut a large chunk of her hair. Yeah, that's that's the one time that, like, usually, and this is a fact, I'm just gonna say this, drunk girls are angels, where I'm like, we should protect all the drunk girls out there, 
Like, for the most part, you know, they're all angels. Where I'm like, ooh, they failed you, girl. They cut your <laughs> hair. <laughs> like, they, they, they were real reckless with that. I was very concerned. Not just, like, from, like, a full vanity perspective. Because that was an awkward positioning to, like, have her hair. I'm sure it hurt, too. Where it was like, damn. Like, she has, like... Her hair, like, hair hurts when it gets stuck in a door. Like, that's not just, like, chilling and being like, oh, whatever, my hair's stuck in a door. Like, that shit hurts. So I'm like, I felt really bad for her with that. Where I'm like, oh, now you got, you know, like, drunk girl wearing fur coat coming at you (laughs) with scissors. (laughs) Like, and your boyfriend is, like, in the other room, like, just ignoring you, probably talking to someone else. Like rough real rough i mean i wish that her night got better from there but it really doesn't i will say that just for this is like the only positive i have for this scene and i shit you not it really is the only positive that the cinematography of anthony michael hall hiding under the the glass coffee table is amazing like that is just so technically beautiful that i was like that is great but everything else Content-wise, oh, yeah. is trash. I mean, this. I don't know. How, I don't know how he got down there and and or why he couldn't get out. But that was pretty. That was pretty cool. It was, uh, yeah. So then they have this conversation. Everyone's out of the party, and it's just Jake Ryan and Farmer Ted. And at some points of the conversation, it's really like great. Like, oh, she's a great girl. You know, mm. I had a conversation with her. She really likes you. And at other points, it's like, Jake Ryan's like, I would beat you up at some point, you know? like. Well, there's so many. This is why, like, just Jake Ryan is also in the same vein as, like, a Brett Kavanaugh, where I'm like, or like a Silicon Valley bro, where, like, they have this whole exchange where, like, both the women they're talking about aren't people to them, and, like, Jake Ryan's like, oh, I could, like, violate her ten times, like, I can bang anyone I want, and I'm, like, she's unconscious on my bed, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, that's the troubling line, and and I wrote it Holy fucking shit. (laughs) I got Caroline passed out cold. I could violate her ten different ways if I wanted to. And then he's like, but I don't want to do that. It's like, oh, you're such a nice guy. Right? Well, that's the thing of, like, they frame this conversation as likable, of being like, oh, it's just boys being boys. Them little rapscallions are good dudes with hearts of gold, and they deserve to make out with hot ladies and I'm sure that there are Silicon Valley bros and like Brett Kavanaugh who's like seen this and been like yeah I deserve the same things that these two do and like this is totally like I want to be Jake Ryan and it's like no don't be Jake Ryan (laughs) the bar is so low the fact that he didn't like assault his girlfriend but also passed her off to be assaulted like that's like holy shit that is not Uh, even clearing the lowest bar that you could possibly clear yeah this is a difficult this is a difficult part of the movie yeah (laughs) they kind of make i don't want to call it a deal but he he's like be a nice guy take her home like passed out it's like just you know let her like leave her be there yeah you know what i'm saying like and it's kind of like a trade, if you will. And he can't it drive is. sticks, so they yeah. 
he gives him his father's Rolls Royce, and I guess it's just driving home, but they end right. up not making home. Now, okay, not only did you say, take advantage of my, my passed out girlfriend, but you also sent a kid who's very obviously drunk to drive her. So it's like, right, yeah. If you, if you guys make it home, you know, like, great. If not, she'll be dead anyway because you've killed her. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. And, like, his whole, like, like the lines with, like, her being kind of out of it, being like, who's this? And he's like, that's me. And then, like, who are you? I'm him. I'm just like, wow. Like, I don't know if that was supposed to be, like, for comedy and being like, ha ha ha, like, these tricksters, these lovable jokesters, like, you know, I was just like, wow, that's really disturbing. Like, she was not in any sort of place to, like, consent to being put into a car and, like, should have most definitely, like, stayed somewhere with, like, a blanket (laughs) and been like, stay here. (laughs) Don't go in a car, you know? (laughs) Because, yeah, yeah, that whole thing. I mean, I will say she just deserves so much better. Like, I appreciate that they were incompetent in, like, making her, like, the villain. Where I'm like, good, she's not the villain in this. Like, because I think it would have been really easy to be like, haha, like, she's a pretty popular girl and is mean. And, like, the fact that she gives, um, Anthony, like, Farmer Ted a a birth control pill and he freaks out is hilarious to me just for his reaction and her just not giving a fuck where I'm like, that's great. Like she's a delight and deserves so much better than Jake Ryan, who just is like, has no, no concern for her life. And then like Anthony Michael Hall, who's like, I'm just going to take Polaroids of you. And like that, like weird shot of her underwear where it was like, ew, why? Why would we do this? Like, just save her. (laughs) Damn. She and Molly and Long Duck Dong deserve so much better than this shit town filled with shit people. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Woo. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, at least we move on to the next day, really, though. Um, Right. Oh, yeah. Besides, you know, we get, like, Farmer Ted breaking the fourth wall briefly at some point but uh (laughs) i mean i feel like i i honestly just like i might have rage checked out a little bit (laughs) after like that that whole scene of just being like nope before before the morning though there's again the whole thing with his friends like wanting to take a picture which is terrible but i have to say i do always laugh at the line when john cusack is is like you know, this would look so much better in black and white. It would really capture the moment. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, that's a great line. <laughs> it's terrible what's happening. It's, but it's so just... terrible. But, like, but, but that's... It's, it's a funny line. It's a funny line because it's also, like, I've met... I've, I've definitely met, like, guys like that who are, like, very into, like, film and photography. And, like, I can picture that so clearly where it was, like, ah, oh, yeah... Yeah, that is 100% accurate, but also terrible in the context, and, like, I hate that, like, that scene even exists in a movie, like, in this movie especially, because, like, I don't think there's really any justification for it to exist. But it's, it's good, though, that they don't actually end up getting the picture. 
Yeah, no, I'm happy about that. Like, that was good. Like, I know that's, like, part of the the comedy and the trope about being like, haha, like, they're so incompetent, they couldn't even, like, you know, sexually harass a woman, right? Like, or I'm like, cool. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, just the, the implications are very disturbing, like... <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, very disturbing. Uh, uh, but then you know, next morning, like um, we get the Bowie Young Americans thing, which again, this is a good soundtrack. It is. It's 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 an awesome song. Obviously, uh, we mentioned the mom apologizing to Long Duck Dong's passed out on the oh, lawn, yeah. but good for him. He had a fun night. He did have a fun <laughs> night. I mean, he he sold the the shit out of that terrible line of like no more hanky at my yankee it's time for food where i'm like that line is terrible i'm so sorry you had to say that but like i'm proud you had such a good night and i mean this is why like i just want there like i wish that there was like a movie like either about him or like this specifically because there's like he starts from wearing like an argyle sweater to like ending up in a kimono he like definitely ran over a white person at the party he like most certainly got laid and like you know just drank and had like such a fun night where i'm just like where's your story i don't give a fuck about like you know jake ryan like what what about you buddy like how are you and like couldn't there be a a film about you that's nuanced and like uh i mean at this time no like i would not trust john hughes to write a movie entirely about long duck dong if that is not clear at all <laughs> <laughs> when did jake ryan punch him i don't know i mean i was i miss that. that too because like, like when so they're all heading to the wedding right and jake ryan yeah. comes to the door and he um, has the weirdest bruise makeup I've ever seen, cause it it like has like kind of like a squiggly line around <laughs> his eye, and I just don't know if bruises work like that. Where I'm like, just what? <laughs> what is this? Like, maybe they do. Maybe I don't understand bruises, but like, I just don't know like what object made him have little like sort of like those comic books like pow you know like you know those shapes because it was yeah. kind of like that just a little bit it was just a very forgettable punch because i don't remember it happening but yeah they're all you know they're all rushing to the wedding they're getting ready it seems to be better because everyone knows it was sam's birthday now and while she's bummed out i think she's a little distracted because her sister uh is on some kind of drugs or medication yeah i mean they said muscle relaxer so oh, okay. it was like interesting i don't know if they meant like you know some sort of like codeine like drug or like you know like what kind of drug was a muscle relaxer and like being like what gets you that fucked up because she was she was trashed <laughs> like she they probably should have like been like hey <laughs> let's postpone this by like a day you know just something or like a few hours let her like sleep it off like i don't know yeah yeah i don't know i i whatever i mean <laughs> but they, that was they, yeah you know they're they're rushing to the wedding but jake is like i got you know i gotta find her he gets there 
Long Duck Dong kind of confuses him, we'll say, whatever. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, you know, they also, as we mentioned, they, like, Jake and Carolyn break up. Ted, but Ted and her have this weird conversation, like... Oh, I hated that conversation like, so yeah, much. I think I enjoyed it, even though I don't remember anything. Yeah, like, it's very accurate, like, with his, like, the fact that he asked if um, he enjoyed it before asking if she did. I'm like, wow, that's super accurate. Like, holy shit, right in line with your, like, you know, piece of shit charactering. But, like... The fact that she's like, oh, I don't know, but I had a feeling I did. I was like, oh, no, like, this is so awful. And it's just one of those, like, moments that you kind of need to follow up with just, like, dog videos on YouTube and Instagram (laughs) and being like, I'm just gonna gonna look at, at a bulldog, like, trying to trying to jump into a pool. And he did it. Yay. You know, like that's, that's the, that whole conversation. Cause it's such a weird message. Like, yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, I think, I think it's a little sloppy because, well, you know, for obvious reasons, but also I think what he was trying to do was give resolution to farmer Ted that was like, Hey, he gets the girl and she's also happy too because they're both not that bad of people. <laughs> I think it's a little bit. Yeah. I yeah, think he didn't know little... who like farmer Ted was. Cause yeah. if it and was like, the... you know, like I could see if there was some sort of like, you know, it was John Cusack's character and like someone talked to him about being like, Hey buddy, I'm really glad that you love film, but like, assaulting women's real bad so maybe don't do that and he's like oh yeah sure totally and like reforms this is a terrible (laughs) screenplay by the way (laughs) but just you know something something like that where it's like there's no redemption because even i'm thinking of like like there like this scene unfortunately because i think it's like this is such a classic movie like this entire setup is not uncommon in like films especially like teen films about like boys who just want to get laid because they're virgins like you know that the the low bar they have to clear is that they didn't rape the really drunk girl and like then she rewards them with being like well you didn't rape me so let's make out like which you know is so troubling and upsetting on multiple levels but yeah the fact that like it's not like he learned to treat her better through the course of the movie or like sam better like he learned jack shit and just like gets to make out with this like really fun pretty blonde girl that he most definitely assaulted where i was like the fuck movie you know this is supposed to be like about the experience like i think what's i was gonna say it's supposed to be about the experience of a 16 year old girl and in some ways like it is which is i think the most disturbing thing about this film is like that all of the the sexism and like 
misogyny like in the film from like the National Lampoon style like John Hughes Boys Club like that is what being a 16 year old girl is like so that's just really depressing where I'm like oh no and like the ending's not that great either where I'm like no none of this movie yeah, I guess that kind of leaves us with uh, Farmer Ted. By the way, he's known as Farmer Ted, which confused a lot of people, but it came from... Apparently his real name is Ted Farmer, mm. but you know how the teacher calls your name like O'Connell, Jenny, yeah. you know? Or Jennifer, I guess they would say, probably, if they were doing it officially. <laughs> but Officially, yeah, and, yeah. And apparently, like, in the world that John Hughes was building, they would say, like... Farmer, Ted, and then people just call him Farmer Ted because of the profession. But I remember being very confused. <laughs> watching yeah. I'm like, how is he a farmer? I know it's the Midwest and everything. Right? But... <laughs> or like, are they saying farmers or like creepy baby rapists? It's like, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, that was confusing and terrible and ugh, just like... Yeah, I mean, I know the ending's, like, iconic, because it, you know, there's, like, she's in, she's, like, working the fuck out of this pretty, like, ugly dress, but, like, she looks really pretty, where you're like, Which is funny, because she she was like, I can't fill this out, and I don't want to say it's funny, because, like, I get it, like, I mean, I don't get it, I wasn't a teenage girl, so I can't say that, but, I like, I understand, like, that she might not think that, but, mm. and I'm not checking out a 15-year-old, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But, but she, but she looks like, she's, like you said, she's rocking it, something that she should not, that no one possibly could rock, she's doing it. So go, go Molly Ringwald, you know? Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's, like, just there you know, with the car, and, like, she goes with him, and her dad, like, is sort of like, hey, where are you going? But she's like, oh, it's Jake Ryan, or, like, mouths that at him, and he's like, okay, I guess, where I'm just like, wow, um, parenting, maybe that's why I, like, also just slightly, like, the mother at least was, like, preoccupied, where I'm like, okay, she didn't see this, like, but he did, and, like, it probably, it would have been a more, like, way less romantic, but more responsible parent move to be like, let me, let me say hi to him and, like, be like, hey, like, who are you? You're 30? Jake Ryan? <laughs> oh, okay. You dumb. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, obviously, like, the wedding goes terribly. That's where we get our, um, our lady from Poltergeist and Teenage. Oh, Oh, yeah, where she says the most relatable line after watching this movie, where she's just like, I really need a drink. And I'm like, me too, Karen. <laughs> like, me too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and um, as you said, she's walking out, and we get which a song I actually really like, Thompson Twins, if you were here. Yeah. And it, as shitty as it is when you analyze it, it is an iconic moment. He has his cool car, Jake Ryan. He has his, his tucked in shirts. And he's just like, you know. Yeah. Like, who, like they're just a lot of mouthing. Like, hey, you, me? Right. Yeah, like, who, me? Yeah. And, like, I think the conversation they kind of have is accurate. Like, it's like, hi, hey, 
hi, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of a lot of, like, teenage conversations or, like, even me being a teenager. Oh, know? that, absolutely. Like, that part is so accurate. I've like, definitely had interactions with, like, past crushes that were like that, where there's so much emphasis placed on, like, how'd you say hey? And be like, ooh, hey, and, hey. And, it reminds me of that scene that I think is really good where it's just like Molly Ringwald and she's trying to figure out ways earlier in the film where she's trying to figure out like how to say hello to him. And oh, like, yeah. I had the strangest dream and you were in it. Like there was like a couple of them like that, which as silly as it is, that's totally like, I don't know if you would say it out loud, but that's totally how teenagers yeah. think would talk about their crush. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a thing of like, I think that's what also disappoints me about this is like, there's so many nuggets of like, I guess, lighthearted, but still heartfelt teen moments that it's like, that's what I wanted, you know, like not the, the whole like, rape culture, racism, like permeating this shit. I'm like, I wanted to see a a cute film about like you know a sassy like teenage girl figuring shit out and like you know dealing with a hard day but oh look he like she talks to her crush and like it's cute because he's not a rapist like you know or like not rapist but like at least like accomplice where i'm like you are an accomplice sir <laughs> like and the fact about that like 10 that that line he he said earlier i'm like that's where your mind went i don't trust you like he definitely where like farmer ted could absolutely grow up to having like a skin lamp or like a suitcase <laughs> made out of skins like i think jake ryan's too stupid to be able to pull it off but he he would have definitely at least like murdered a lady like at some point you know like probably on a yacht like just out at sea <laughs> i could definitely see though why people at the time and even people still today connected with this film and enjoy it because it like you said it does have those nuggets and i feel like if you strip those down there is a good movie here and there is oh, yeah. a good story like american pie right if you strip down like the sex and all the other uh kind of stuff like that it's not that good of I mean, you know, you could argue it's not that good of a movie anyway. But it's, if you strip that off American Pie, there's almost no movie left, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With this, there is at least, like, an interesting movie underneath the surface of all of that. And I think that most shit. people's favorite parts are not, like... No one's like, I love Sixteen Candles because Long Duck Dong, you know? Yeah. Or, like, I love Sixteen Candles because of how... How rapey it gets, you know, like, well, I hope right. no, no I, I really that. hope not. I mean. <laughs> Have you ever heard someone say, I love 16 Candles because that girl's hot in the shower, you know? Like, no, no, at least, no. like, yeah, like, that's, like, small consolation prizes. Where I'm like, good, you weren't, like, that terrible movie because you at least had, like, parts that were really good. So, like, I did not like this movie, but I can at least acknowledge, like, the parts that worked, worked really well. I always enjoy watching Sixteen Candles. It's just a shame to me that it is so, ugh, like, there's just so much cringeworthy moments. Like, okay, The Breakfast Club, same writer, you know, he mm -hmm. wrote it before this. Cringeworthy moments, yes. 
because mm-hmm. Bender's a monster and there's an unnecessary, uh, you know, upskirt shot. Oh, yeah. But it's less than 16 candles. And Ferris Bueller has even less moments like this. And it's it's just a shame that, like, 16 Candles does honestly have so much heart. Yeah. And it has so much cringeworthy, cringeworthy stuff. Now, you know, before we rate it, though, there is that final shot that is, like, in the top three most iconic shots in all teen films, maybe. It's just, like, them with the cake. I read in IMDb Trivia that that's actually a cardboard mm. cake. Because <laughs> the cake oh, was melting. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> That kind of takes it away from me. I think. I think. It's, yeah, a little bit. I, I think it's funny. Like, if you want to overanalyze, it's not her birthday anymore. Yeah. Are they at his house? We're, I mean, it looked like his house. And he must and have like, cleaned up very nice. Unless she's like, yeah. I hope he wasn't like, hey, for your birthday, can you come over and clean up my house? <laughs> I know. Well, because like, yeah, the thing I was thinking of was like, you know, the wedding reception. It's like they get out. Or they get out of the wedding to go to the reception in the afternoon, you know, at some point. So it's like, it's still daylight. Being like, okay, um, what did, what did y'all do? Like, I mean, because I guess they could have bought the cake where I'm just like, all right, like, they so you go and you buy house. cake. <laughs> they cleaned a house? Like, your house was trashed, sir. <laughs> and like, they're not going back to like, her house. And then like... You know, I mean, yeah, just what's going on. I'm assuming he doesn't really have very attentive parents. I mean, admittedly, that's something that I I tend to look for in teen movies because I had very attentive parents. Like, I could not get away with shit. So I was just like, okay, like, where the fuck is your mom who's going to, like, you know ground the fuck out of you because like you destroyed that house that house had like soap coming out of a a vent and like pizza everywhere and like anthony michael hall hiding underneath a coffee table like it was wrecked so like yeah that was that just yeah it's a lot of a lot of questions and i know it's one of those like iconic shots that you're supposed to kind of like just be like shh turn off the like the part of your brain asking all those questions and being like oh he's making up a birthday to her and like there are 16 candles and make a wish it already came true kiss you know <laughs> like but i guess i just am not the demo i'm not the target i wasn't even really the target in high school because uh, I, I can see on paper how it's sweet, but also, like, it, it is it is iconic. It is, like, a really well-done last shot. I will give it that, and, but and, yeah, uh, kind of like it's... Helps. The music definitely The music helps, helps like so much. Yeah. I think it, it is kind of like finding out that the, the cake is made out of cardboard. Like, I feel like that's a really <laughs> fitting fitting like metaphor of this movie that it's like this shiny pretty cake but it's made of cardboard and you're like oh when i think about this no (laughs) (laughs) okay so then what should we rate 16 candles on 
candles candles is pretty like that's that's pretty straightforward <laughs> i mean jake ryan is just such a i know he's just such an idiot and not even like in a lovable like sort of like you're a stupid puppy kind of way i'm like no he's an idiot monster I'm like a hot idiot but an idiot monster we usually rank one out of five but it is the birthday episode and it is called 16 candles so it's gonna be a weird scale but how many candles are you putting on the birthday cake between 1 and 16? Okay, this is going to be a weird scale. And, like, follow me for this journey, I guess, if you want. If you don't want to follow me for this journey, <laughs> I totally get it. But I'm going to start out with, like, you know, maybe, like, 10 candles. But then I'm going to rage, like, pick out five candles so it's like you know now it's down to five i'm gonna maybe like put back one because i'm like oh but that soundtrack but then i'm gonna take out another one so i guess it leaves it down to like four out of 16 for me <laughs> just because like i can't i can't deal with the the like racism misogyny assault rape culture like all of that is is far too much so four out of 16 and there's like my handprint inside the cake just being like fuck you i grabbed <laughs> out the the candles because if it was just a cute movie about a nice girl who has a crush and goes to dance and meets a, a nice boy i'd be like there we go that's you know that's a cute movie great but no this was not that movie so four out of 16 <laughs> i think um people today have positively been inspired by this film for both what to do and what not to do um like especially mm. again I, i'm gonna cite to all the boys i love before again yeah now I, I think i gave to all the boys i love before a five so theoretically it's along the same lines like the good parts of that happened in that film so theoretically, I should give this like a 16 or a 15, but I have to give a, I have to take a lot of candles away, like you said. So I'm going to give it an, uh, let's see, I'm going to give it a nine. <laughs> I'm going to put nine candles okay. on this cake. Okay. I was going to give it an eight, but you know, I'll give it one more candle above average. This could be, you know. I, I'm because I, you know I watch a lot of these films and I see what works and doesn't work. This could be a perfect film, but it has so many candle offenses. I think I'm being generous by giving it nine. I know some people might mm. give it more, some people might give it less, but yeah. you know, I am evidently one of those people that gives it less. But, but four, like, you know, four is better than zero. It's fine. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean, it would have gotten a nine or a ten if like. It did not have all the problematic elements, but here we are, you know? <laughs> I just, like... I mean, that's that's probably a, a reason I'm very, like, hesitant to go back to some of the films that, like, I've seen in high school that were from the 80s or, like, you know, even, like, 90s. Like, it's interesting what pops out as these things that, like are pervasive within our culture but we somehow had habits of just pretending like or not by we i mean society society would like to be like oh this isn't an issue like what are you talking about hmm you know where it's like no shit 
racism, misogyny, assault, like, have all existed. But, like, the fact that at least now I'm happy that we're able to have conversations about it and be like, no, this is harmful. And, like, we really need to be, like, more critical when consuming and writing media and, like, you know, not perpetuate all of the things that are problematic that tend to be like, oh, but it's for comedy, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, I ask this question every week. What sleeping bag would you bring to a slumber party? 16 candles themed. Ooh, 16 candles themed. Um, That's actually really tough. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, I know that, like, immediate reaction just based off of rage is like a very like Dennis it's always sunny in Philadelphia being like I would make a sleeping bag out of Jake Ryan and Anthony Michael Hall's skin <laughs> but I'm like no um you know I think I would I would go for like a little I guess a little bit more of an elaborate thing I would like to make a a Pinterest worthy blanket fort with like little fairy lights and soft pillows and, like, I'd like to have it be big enough for, like, three people to... Or four, including me. So it would just be... F oh, wait. Well, you're here, too. So five. Basically, this is a tent. <laughs> this is this is a journey and a tent. But it's, like, a little, like, Pinterest-style tent of, like, comfy pillows and, like, blankets. And, like, so you, me, Long Duck Dong... Wally Ringwald and Carolyn and everyone else would just be shut the fuck out, you know? They'd be like, oh, I'm sorry you're not invited. <laughs> like, you know? So, like, I don't know if that counts as a sleeping bag or, like, um, what a good 80s sleeping bag would be. Like, I love novelty sleeping bags. Like, it's a shark or a hamburger <laughs> or something. But, like, I think I'm gonna stick to, like, my my cozy, comfy, like, you know, blanket fortress of peace and tranquility. <laughs> that works. That works for me. I like that a lot. So, Jenny, okay, cool. where can people follow you? Where can people f find you if you so choose? Oh, man. Well, I'm pretty elusive to find in real life. So um, I would say Instagram at Jenny.O'Connell. And if you just want memes and doggos that I'm like, yes, this is amusing, Jenny and the Bets XO. But yeah, Jenny.O'Connell is where you can find modeling work and shit. And then, um, yeah, that's like, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Well, thanks so much, Jenny, for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thanks for celebrating my birthday with me and talking about 16 yeah. candles. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Again, to be clear, guys, it's not my real birthday. It's the show's birthday, but whatever. You get it. <laughs> so huge thank you to Jenny O'Connell for making my birthday. A l I keep saying my birthday. Because that's what it feels like. This is more important than my life now. <laughs> Big thank you to Jenny for making our birthday, I should say. The high school slumber party anniversary just that much better. Woo! I feel like I've had way too much mimosas. Anyway, so thank you, Jenny. Can't wait to have her on again. So next week, I'm sorry, guys. i got to give you homework. It's Saturday. I'll give you a pass on getting John Cusack to unblock us on Twitter today. But 
You're going to have to see another movie. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I have no idea how to tell this story. I don't even know how to start it. This is the story of my senior year of high school and how it destroyed my life. Your father and I want to talk to you about something sad. Rachel Kushner has been diagnosed with leukemia. That sucks. It sucks. It sucks quite a bit. You might be someone who could make Rachel feel better. I don't need your stupid pity. I'm not here because I pity you. I'm actually here because my mom is making me. <laughs> it's actually worse. Everyone was going to find out sooner or later. One thing you can do if you don't want to talk to anyone is just enter a subhuman state. Pretend you're someone annoying. Hi, Rachel. I'm really sorry you have cancer. <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so if this was a touching romantic story, our eyes would meet and suddenly we would be furiously making out with the fire of a thousand suns. But this isn't a touching romantic story. Anyway. Yep. Who is this little friend? Earl's just my co-worker. I've known him since kindergarten. What you got, cat? Wanna fight? Then think so, punk-ass cat. So you and Greg are co-workers? Nah, we friends. Dude's terrified of calling somebody his friend. Dude's got issues. But how are you co-workers? We make films. Movies? They're terrible. Greg, you never told me. The idea behind each one was, we took a film that we liked, and we made the title stupider, and then made a new film to reflect the new title. It's a formula that only produces horrible films, but for some reason we keep using it. You need to make a film for Rachel. Hi, Rachel. I don't really know you, but I believe in you. I know you're Jewish, but God has a plan for you. Out of all the people in the school, I don't hate you. Damn. You guys were making a movie for me. We tried a bunch of stuff, and it's not that good. Now is not the time for I'm Greg, I suck, nothing I do is any good thing. We agreed to do a film that we have no idea what it should look like, or even be. What was I thinking? I'm so tired of you treating this girl like she a burden. Because somebody actually cares about you, her life is over after this. Life can keep unfolding itself to you just as long as you pay attention to it. It was the best of times. <laughs> Worst of times. It's so much harder than I thought it would be. It was life. And our guest next week is one of those people who, before this podcast, I didn't know, but now we've become, I would say, awesome friends, awesome high school film pen pals. She's been on this show before, she's from Australia, Shawnee Mead. So I can't wait to talk to Shawnee next week about me and Earl and the dying girl. By the way, one more note on 16 Candles, and I keep forgetting this, and honestly did not even plan this to be. But it was actually the 35th anniversary for 16 Candles, like, a couple days ago. For, like, you know, its original release. I was like, wow, good timing. It worked out well the other week, too. I don't know. I don't know. There's, like, some kind of karmic... Is that a word? Karmic? Cosmic? I think I'm combining things. Anyway, it's some kind of fate, right? Some high school slumber party fate that these movies are coming to my head, and we're doing them. It's like, oh, yeah, this is the anniversary of this. This is the anniversary of that. Then again, it's always the anniversary of something. It's always like ice cream cone of the month, day or something, whatever. I love it, though. It's great. So thank you so much for stopping by. A couple more people I do want to thank, and that's Michael Manzi and Joey Lewandowski, the godfather and I guess the consigliere of the Cage Club Podcast Network for just putting up with me, putting up with my shit, putting up for me you know, nearly missing deadlines, I guess technically missing deadlines and still putting my show up, putting up with me 
just being me and being the difficult person I can be sometimes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I really, really, really do appreciate it. Thank you guys so much, Mike and Joey. And thank all the other people on the network. And the best way that you can thank the people on the Cage Club Podcast Network, my podcast network that I'm so proud to be a part of, is by listening to their shows. As I mentioned, they're wherever you get your podcast or on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And the best way you can, you know, wish me a high school slumber party happy birthday, wish this podcast a happy anniversary, is by subscribing, of course, writing a review, leaving a five-star rating, or, maybe most importantly, telling a friend about High School Slumber Party. Guys, like I said, I can't say it enough. You mean so much to me. I appreciate you guys so, so much. And any way that I can, you know, show my appreciation, let me know via social media, and I'll do it. I owe you guys everything. Again, if you're in the United States, or wherever they're celebrating Mother's Day this weekend, wish your mom a happy Mother's Day. Give her the gift of high school slumber party. Moms like it. I've been told a lot of moms like this show. Nostalgia factor. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys so much for stopping by. I leave you with... Hmm. Oh, duh. Thompson Twins, if you were here. And you know what? Because I didn't play it just for good measure. I know I've been torn about this film. Sometimes it seems like I hate it. Sometimes it seems like I like it. But it's a classic. I wouldn't be doing this show probably without 16 Candles. I love this ending scene. Later, dudes.
Thanks for coming to get me. Happy birthday, Samantha. Good wish. It already came true. It's over. Go home. Go.